Welcome to another episode of our Smart Money podcast series presented by GNF Financial Group, empowering your life beyond banking. I'm Tyler, and we have Andrew Saunderson joining us today. Andrew is a social worker and planner from Fraser Health. Welcome, Andrew. Thanks, Tyler. It's great to be here. Today, we're talking about advanced care planning, which is essentially where you think about your wishes for present or future health care treatment in the event you become incapable of deciding for yourself. Now, being a financial planner at GNF, I have intimate conversations with our members regarding their finances and their plans for their future. These conversations usually bring us into the what-if type scenarios for their financial affairs, where we might speak about what would happen if they were not able to speak for themselves to handle, handle their financial affairs, or what would happen if they were to pass away. Now, now more than ever, members are looking to us as financial professionals to guide these difficult conversations and be able to provide advice beyond basic financial planning. Having a conversation about advanced care planning is the conversation that needs to be had going beyond our members' financial affairs. Andrew, what is advanced care planning and who is it for? Good question, Tyler, and a really great place to start. Back in 2017, actually, a a group of international experts in advanced care planning got together with the hopes of creating a single or a consensus definition um, that we could all really embrace and accept and to better understand what is advanced care planning. And what they concluded was this. They, they concluded that advanced care planning is a process that supports adults at any age or stage of health in understanding and sharing their personal values, their life goals, and their preferences regarding future and medical care. And what came out of that definition is that they also concluded that the goal of advanced care planning is to help ensure that people receive medical care that is consistent with their values, consistent with their goals, and consistent with their preferences, especially when seriously or chronically ill. And so what I like about that definition is that it really highlights that advanced care planning is for anyone uh, along your life journey. You could be a newly married uh, and in your early 20s. You could be with a new child in your 40s, um, or you could be aging and and later in life um, and potentially even just entering retirement and that there's no right or wrong time. It's always a good time to begin and to start doing advanced care planning. So what I'm hearing you say, Andrew, is this, this really is a conversation for everyone, all of our members. Absolutely. So in light of COVID-19, why is advanced care planning so important now? Well, COVID-19 has made all of us far more aware of our mortality and made it really clear that we could all become sick quite quickly and, and, and unexpectedly. And so with that greater awareness of our mortality, it's made us more aware that there could be a time when we're not unable to speak for ourselves. And there may be a time when we need someone else to articulate our wishes in terms of healthcare decisions. It's also been a season this last year of, of uncertainty. And what advanced care planning does is it provides both you and those who are important to you the gift of a sense of control, having done that planning and preparing in advance. It also, in my opinion, at least in my experience, over this this past year of a pandemic, it's really made me far more aware of what matters most to me and what are the things that are important to me and how do I want to live after losing so much or having restrictions in place that are limiting the things that previously brought me joy and meaning, it's allowed me to better understand those things. And I think, I think if, if it's okay, Tyler, I'd love to even just share some findings from a recent study that we conducted uh, as part of Fraser Health and our advanced care planning team 
that really kind of identified where British Columbians are with advanced care planning. Do you mind? Please do. So we, we essentially wanted to better understand where British Columbians were at in having these conversations and in, in what work they've already done. And it really kind of, I, I think your listeners especially will be able to identify with, uh, with even the percentages of British Columbians. So when we ask British Columbians, how many of them have thought about what matters most to them in relation to their health? 71% of British Columbians said they had. And whenever I put out that percentage or, or that statistic out in the public, usually it's, it's pretty universal that it is around 70 to 80% of British Columbians have thought about what matters most to them. But only about 49% of us have discussed it with their family. And I don't mean to talk that down too much because that's great that half of us have had that conversation with our families, but it shows that there's still more conversations to be had. And then when it comes to how many of us have actually documented any of our wishes related to our health, it's only about 27% of British Columbians. And then finally, that last question that we asked was, how many of you have had this conversation with your healthcare providers? And it's only 10% of British Columbians. Now, the most important number on there is that 70 to 80% of British Columbians who have thought about that, because that means that we're ready to have these conversations. But sometimes we don't know where to begin, and sometimes we don't know how to start or where to go on this advanced care planning journey. And that's kind of why we're having this conversation today. Andrew, I, I would fit in personally right in that, you know, around half uh, of individuals that have had the conversation, you know, it's something that me and my partner have thought about. But for people that maybe haven't had the conversation or just thinking about this, where do they start when they're thinking about advanced care planning? Sure. So the way that we teach it in Fraser Health is actually in a five-step uh, teaching model. And so we've broken it down into five simple steps, which are one, think, two, learn, three, decide, four, talk, and five is record. But let me just expand on those a little bit. So what are we asking people to think about? Well, the very first thing that we're asking people to think about are their values. Now, when I practiced as a social worker uh, in a hospital setting, I found that when you ask someone, what are your values, you typically get blank stares because it's a pretty abstract question. But when I asked people what it is that brings them joy or what brings their life meaning or even more simply, what does a good day look like for you? In reflecting on what brings us joy and what a good day looks like, we're actually identifying our values. And when we know what brings us joy and happiness, it's those things that will actually help guide and direct our healthcare decision making. I remember when I first started doing this, this role as an advanced care planning clinician, that my five-year-old daughter was very quick to ask me, what did I do now? She knew that when I worked in the hospital, as she described it to her five-year-old friend, she says, my daddy makes sick people happy. Um, but now she was confused and was asking, what does my daddy do now? And I told her I did advanced care planning and got that wonderful five-year-old stare of, I don't know what the heck you're talking about, dad. And then I remember looking at her and just saying, well, Capri, which is her name, I said, Capri, what are three things that make you happy? And she said, oh, that's easy, daddy. It's playing with my friends, playing with my toys, and riding my bike. And I said, okay, Capri, if you were to get really sick and we had to go to the doctor and the doctor offered you medicine, but the doctor said that either while you were taking the medicine or for sure after you took the medicine, you would still be able to play with your toys, play with your friends, and ride your bike, would you do it? 
And she gave me that look that, again, only a five-year-old can give of, of course I would, Daddy, because I could still do the things that make me happy. And that's exactly what our values and what that thinking part of advanced care planning is. The next section is learn. And again, what we want people to learn is more about themselves. We want them to learn about their preferences. How do they like to make healthcare decisions? Maybe they like to make them individually or more collectively. How do they like to receive medical information? Do they like a lot of information? Do they like a little bit of information? And better, better learning and understanding what their health current status is. What does their diabetes diagnosis mean for them? What does their high blood pressure diagnosis mean for them individually and having that conversation with their healthcare providers? With decide, what we're asking people to do is to decide about their substitute decision makers. Um, we often think that the time that we're not able to articulate our own individual wishes is going to be closer to the end of our life or when we're seriously ill. But I always use the example that if I were to get hit by a car this afternoon while on a walk, I may even be unconscious just for a couple of hours. But even in those couple of hours, some healthcare decisions will need to be made. And so it's important for us to reflect on not just who we would want to be our substitute decision maker and who we would want to articulate, but we want to decide also on the qualities of that person. Because when it comes to choosing a good substitute decision maker, it's not a love competition. It's actually choosing the person who would be good in a crisis, who knows your values, and who would be able to articulate what you want and not necessarily what they want. The the fourth step is that talk step, and I think it's pretty self-explanatory, but if we don't have these conversations, then people don't know what's important to us. And I feel that COVID-19 has opened up the opportunity to have these conversations more, normalizing the opportunity to not only reflect on our mortality, but more importantly, to realize that we're not actually talking about death and dying. We're actually just talking about how we want to live in the context of healthcare decisions. And finally, recording. I really want to emphasize that there's a lot of different ways to record. While there are legal documents that people can complete in relation to their advanced care planning, really there's creative ways that you could document that I've seen. People have done it in writing. People have done it by video, audio recording. I've seen people write poems to articulate their values. Um, I have yet to see interpretive dance, uh, but but I know that there's lots of different creative and and, uh, and various ways that we can record our wishes. So talking through the steps, Andrew, those uh, are all are quite clear, and thank you for going through that. What help and resources are there for those who want to continue or want to start their uh, conversation of advanced care planning? Yeah, they, I, I'm hopeful that this is just the beginning of, of their engagement in advanced care planning. So definitely some, some great next steps or, or places that they could go. I would even direct people to our national advanced care planning organization called Advanced Care Planning in Canada. And they have a really simple website. It's, it's advancedcareplanning.ca. Um, and they have some really great resources and, and workbooks and guides and information that you can find there. You could also go to our own Fraser Health website um, and learn about advanced care planning there, which is fraserhealth.ca backslash ACP. And then what you'll find on that website is that we also have an events page where we have these public workshops that are usually anywhere from an hour to two hours, depending on the host uh, that's hosting the event. And in that workshop, we're really not only sharing more about those five steps, but we're also providing participants with an actual workbook so they can walk away from that workshop having physically and and actually started their advanced care planning. And what you'll find also on that website, our Fraser Health website, is you'll also find a phone number and email address to reach out to us. And that's a way for us to be able to provide 
your members and, and people of the public the support, the coaching, and the guidance that they might need. They can also use that email and phone number in order to reach out to us and order actual hard copies of our advanced care planning resources that can support them along their advanced care planning journey. Andrew, thank you for being here and for your expertise on advanced care planning. Thank you so much for having me, Tyler. And thank you to everyone for listening to this podcast. If you have questions or ideas for GNF's next podcast, you can contact us through our website at gffg.com or call us at 604-419-8888. Ready to learn more? Visit us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, where you can get great tips on everything from TFSAs to estate planning and more. Subscribe to GNF's channel and rate the show. We'll be back soon helping you gain financial confidence with another Smart Money Podcast. Podcast.